from KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and the callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Good morning, everybody. My name's Alon. Good morning, Alon. Who are you? I think you know who I am. Okay, Molly, how are you doing today? I don't know who that person is. I'm pretty good, though. Neither do I. But I do know that this is Chatterbox Video Game Radio. If you want to call us, it's 866-536-1100 if you're listening live. Um, If you're not listening live, you probably shouldn't call in because then you'll just get the radio station and we won't be here. Um... Anyway, so thank you for listening. We have a special guest today, Mr. Kyle Pulver. Is that correct? Am I, am I yeah. getting that right? Yep. All right, fantastic. He makes games. Ara. Yes. Oh, there you are. I'm so glad you could remember my name. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Um, we've got all sorts of stuff to talk about. But as in, I understand it, you have uh, put a schedule together for this evening's program? Listen, <laughs> you know, growing up, I had a very rigid parent, but I've learned... Was the other parent not rigid? In my later years... <laughs> The other one was also very rigid. Okay. I've learned to lay back about things. But, you know, once in a while, you know, it's nice to say, hey, just say, hey, what we're doing next 15 minutes, we're going to do this. While we're on the topic of parents, let me ask you, uh, would your mom hate Dead Space 2? My mom hates, not hate as much as be disgusted by and want to leave any place where it's being displayed probably that would probably okay. be our first reaction well, so ea got it right well like hate like it's funny right i mean kids hate things moms don't i mean i they hate but like that's not the first word that comes i understand well uh she would be disgusted by it if i remember correctly when i memorized the schedule for this evening's program um we were going to discuss emails that we received yeah, I know it's the primary objective. I know it's a lot to retain at this hour. Yeah, um, and one of the emails we got was specifically about um, the advertising for Dead Space Two, which, as I understand it, is coming out this week, right? It's Everybody? yes, like um, tomorrow or today. Isn't or something. it out today? I'm pretty Maybe sure today. it is. I don't keep track of these things. Neither do I. But I did just watch the commercial, and it probably had a date that was put on the screen. Yes, it's, and, and who knows? Let's not forget that this is the game that's um, being touted as the most anticipated and violent. Yeah, which is funny because I haven't anticipated it at all. But uh, in fact, I didn't even know it was coming quite recently. Well, but you you are not a violence fan as much as um, the target I guess not. audience it's, is. I it's guess. funny. I have the first game and I have yet to play yeah. it. Yeah, but it's it, pretty good. It really. The ad said this. I still can't get over the fact that the ad literally said this. Like the, like this is like it's violent. The most. It did say the most anticipated like, and violent game. Yeah, I presume it then followed up with. Of the year, but I, I don't quite. Remember. And don't yes, yeah, uh, yeah, of some some superlative, right? But I'm not even talking about like saying that like violence is is even necessarily bad, right? It's it's just the thing that's funny to me about it is that the, like whether it's violent or not has like no bearing on how good it is whatsoever, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it, this could be it could be like you know the, the game with the most number of doilies per screen, <laughs> like really, like who cares? It well, it appeals to those that like violence. S- certainly, uh, it does. Just as you know, it would appeal to those who like doilies. I am so not in the demographic. <laughs> well, Chatterbox listener BioForge is the one who brought that to our attention because uh, it certainly wasn't wasn't sitting in my memory banks. Um, so that's, that's an interesting marketing ploy. The old, uh, this is really 
really violent yeah. thing. And I guess they also have a contest where you're supposed to get your mom to watch video clips that I presume they provide. Um, get them to watch video clips of Dead Space 2 and then take their their picture and tweet about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So and it's like that's that's actually just fascinating to me the idea yeah. of that contest. Yeah. But it's silly to market something as so violent your mom would hate it because if you're of the age group that you're discussing the fact that your mom hates it, you're also the age group that can't buy the game without your mom buying it for you. Right. It's <laughs> it's an M-rated game. And and so yeah, pre- people have criticized this campaign because, you know, it, uh, of it being obviously geared to, towards kill children. Well, this is even worse than like like a like a Joe Camel type thing because I mean, I don't know, some 35-year-olds might like Joe Camel, but the the game is rated M and it's obviously it's well, I, I think what we're starting to see here, I mean, this is now a trend of Electronic Arts uh, is, is it? or EA making having advertising, like attempts at viral advertising, which uh, they conclude will be successful or they, they hypothesize will be successful um, based on its aggravation. But, but it's not, you think they're doing it to, maybe they're doing it to aggravate people on purpose? Well, to to get press from yeah. from aggravating. For instance, I'm, I'm thinking back to Dante's Inferno, right? Yeah. Where they had um, at E3, I, I think two years ago, yeah. um, they right. had all the protesters like, right. protesting the anti-Christian thing, whatever, right. and they were all just like paid bums from EA. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, what do you think about this, Kyle? Did, does this aggravate you at all? Um, there was also, don't forget, the thing about like getting a date with a whore <laughs> at the same EA thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that E3. I was actually at that E3. Now, that was really weird. I thought that was like a really weird thing to do. I had to actually apologize for that. Yeah, like I don't know. I think they were. Yeah, they were definitely trying to aggravate people with with Dante's Inferno stuff. I don't really know enough about the Dead Space Two thing to feel aggravated or not. But all you need to know is that one commercial we saw. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is kind of weird that they that it, they're taking an M-rated game and doing that, like because. I feel like the main demographic that will show that to their moms is going to be under the age where you can buy M-rated games. So Yeah, and, and what are the legal implications of a mom having a picture taken against her will and having that published, possibly? It, it kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know, it's like they're taking a page out of the internet, and it's like yeah. the, the reaction videos to the two girls, one cup thing. Yeah, nice. Where oh, my it's God. Just, I want to set up a website specifically for... Reactions of your mother, and by that I mean your mother, Molly. Oh, watching two girls, one cup. I I've never seen that video, and I. You want, you want to make one? No, okay. my mom would probably kill me if I ever showed her anything Dude, like that. If I showed my mom that, it would be the end of me. And I've never <laughs> seen it either. I've seen your mom, and. <laughs> No, she's a nice lady. She is a nice lady. And not one who you would think would be capable of violence. <laughs> but I also believe she would kill you after seeing Yeah, no, that that would be possibly the most fascinating website. Like, we've all watched the reaction videos at some point. I've never watched the original, but I watched Kermit the Frog reacting <laughs> and some other... And it is fan friggin' tastic. Um, I've seen the one with the grandma where she was just like, I think the person set up a hidden camera that just kind of left her alone. And then she's yeah. like calling for him. <laughs> like, where'd you go? I don't know how to turn this off. Oh, I felt so bad for her. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we got some other emails. Um, I should probably pull them. Do we want to discuss the Dead Space, space thing anymore? I'm, I feel like we're done. No, that's pretty exhausting. Okay. Exhausted. <laughs> All right, let me just breeze through. It's it's so it's such a big difference a few letters can make. Well, um, 
we got another message based on last week's discussion. Do you, do you remember what we talked about last week? I yes, I fondly remember it. Okay. That was can I can I is it too much to say that that was probably the the greatest radio appearance for me personally in my life? Um, I mean, you might not be remembering the many hundreds of shows that you've been involved. That, no, no, that was the best show we did last last week. Okay, show. you think so? No, by are you saying no. that because I wasn't here? That's exactly what well, I that was. did okay. improve. No, 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 no. But seriously, <laughs> no, e- even though even though you discounting that, that was the best ever. Well, let's continue to pat ourselves on the back and. Uh, <laughs> So um, Matt is actually a frequent listener of, of the program, and he um, also writes for his own blog, which is uh, thelonggame.com. Excuse me. I don't think it's the long game. It's just, and it's not even .com. It's just longgame.org. So uh, that's two Gs in a row. Feel free to go there and visit that. He writes uh, an entire post inspired by what we discussed last week, which was Farmville versus gameplay. Right. Right. Which is this is this is great. This, let's just let that soak in for a second because I've never framed it that way. Just but, Farmville versus game. But you know what? That it's just it's so appropriate. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to figure out what the best part of this. Well, is there's there's read. one thing that he was saying about you know he's basically explaining you must be able to lose that. Yeah, well that that's a good one. Let's talk about that, right? So you can. He's saying that we didn't. There's one aspect of whether something's a game or not is whether you can lose or win, right? He says, doing what a Farmville fan might characterize as wrong merely leads to slow progression or wasted farm bucks, but it's ultimately immaterial. In order to, for something to be a game, you must be able to lose. Right. Well, this you do lose money with Farmville, so maybe that's the aspect of losing. Well, well I, I wouldn't even say it's you consume money. I mean, you don't lose it, right? You don't just say, oh, this money's gone. You use it on something, right? You lose time that you will never get back playing this game. Well, well, that, well that's that true of pretty much any game. One, right, but it's, <laughs> but it's like it's... It's it's not a loss. Like I wouldn't frame it that way. It's it's you consume money, so it's it's not a loss in that sense at all, right? Because you use the money to do something with it, right? The thing is, is that there's like I I would instead of framing it as like win or loss or you can fail or be successful, right? Is that there's there's no real there's there's no in my opinion substantial indicator of performance in, well, in the game like I that. Well, I mean there now, is there is there is a component of performance. That's why I use that's why I was careful to use the word substantial, right? So yes, you can make money or whatever the resource is slowly or quickly depending on what decisions you make. Yes, this is true, right? But the problem and the reason why it's it's less of a game than what you would consider other games to be is that what the consequence of you building your your money resource fast or slow has no no appreciable impact on anything meaningful. Well, you, would you agree, though, that what he's saying about how a game is really only a game if you have the option to lose? Only only if, like, I, I, it's too black and white. That's too black and white for me, right? Like, I, it's essentially yes, right? But I would qualify to say, like, if you can do better at something or if there's a sense of performance, if there's a measure of performance, if you can do something better or worse, right? If that's not there, then then I'm not sure if that we would call that a game. I do have uh, a fine argument against it. Well, I mean, like. essentially you can... There is a certain element of losing at Farmville. It's if you plant your crops and oh, you, you don't harvest oh, yes. them in you time. Them. You lose both the crops and the money so uh, that you spent to, to plant them in the first place. Uh, you know what? That's, Farmville that's, sounds a lot more like a enough. game than I thought. That's fair enough. But um, if, if you were to say that a game is only a game if you have the option to lose, then I would argue that many games... Uh, Many of the first games that, that people discovered, which is basically like the early arcade generation, you know, early ar- 
uh, Atari style and 80s arcade stuff. Pong. Um, yeah, Pong, Pac-Man, you know, um, right. Berserk, stuff like that, Robotron. Um, I would argue that it's impossible to win those games. You can only lose. Well, that's, so that's, in that respect, you might why, say that that's not a game, no, but no, I would no. argue it is. No, but that's but you're discounting, like you're you're not giving it credit for there being a performance component, is what I'm saying. That's no, why I, I, I am. Don't like I'm it. not. I'm not saying that. Okay, I'm saying okay. if you accept the argument that right, a game is only a game if you can why, lose, that's why I don't think it's useful to think of it in terms of strictly winning or strictly losing. Yes, well, see, I'm backing up your point here. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. We haven't heard from Kyle yet, though. What do you make of all this? You think? You think? Um, I don't like Farmville. All right, you'll have a moment to shine. <laughs> you'll have a moment to shine when we formally introduce you in the next segment. Right, uh, right before we go, because we only have another second left, I want to point out uh, Shifter, who's another frequent listener of Chatterbox and, and wrote an email this week as well. Um, it is something very funny. You liked the idea of Farmville versus gameplay. He also, I presume, uh, accidentally misspelled Farmville in the chat room. Yeah, and he he spelled it Farmville. Yes. Nice. And I thought that was suitable, yes. considering and, the discussion. And did you know now that? We're talking about that. Zynga is actually sending a cease and desist letter to... The Chatterbox? To, no, not to us. <laughs> but to another company who's making a game called called Blingville, right? They're saying it has Ville, so stop it or we'll sue you. They haven't actually sued them yet, right? But this is crazy. That's you, not crazy. That's just totally... Just turn it, you know like change it to Blingtown or something. Have the suffix Ville... A lot of them are Zynga, Can't though. Like and a lot of them are not Zynga. There's like 40 of them on the iPhone, at least. Yeah, but that that doesn't mean that they're okay. Especially if they're iPhone, they're so new that they could still be defending their trade. I think it's okay. Anyway, time's up. We'll be right back. That's right, it's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and we've got in the studio with us tonight, Kyle Pulver, independent developer. <laughs> yep. Is that is that a fair title? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. And I'm a Phoenix Metro resident, I assume. I, yeah, I live in Tempe. How would you title yourself um, if you were forced to at gunpoint? <laughs> uh, I just define myself as some, some guy that makes games. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you make games, or do you have some gig where you're just making this game on the side? Um, no, I, yeah, that is my, my full-time thing. Is that uh, I make games? Wow. Much. Well, that's slick. I like that idea. You know, um, there are people who make games who uh, get into the games industry by going to the University of Advanced Technology, a school that is in Tempe. You're, right. You're very. Tempe. I was waiting for that segue. <laughs> right. UAT, right? Yeah. Yeah, UAT. Uh, UAT. Edu, sir. <laughs> yeah, they they do, they do game jams there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They do. And you, you, dear listener, could go to that school if you were so inclined. <laughs> you Just go to their website, UAT.edu, to learn more. Just like Kyle, <laughs> you can make games. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I want to invite our listeners as well to to email us uh, with questions or topic suggestions, things like that, just like these other people did, uh, and we may actually talk about them on the show uh, in the coming weeks. So uh, go to our website, chatterboxgameshow.com. My email is alon at, ara is ara at. Send them to both of us, uh, alon at, chatterboxgameshow, ara at, you know, same deal. Oh, they can't send me mail? Um, I don't they, have. I don't have. Did we even make you an email address? No, no. no. I've got Molly at Golgatron.com. We, we, will, yeah. we, will screen, we will screen all the mail. That While we're at it, you, you should also visit Golgatron.com, a website that Molly and I both work at. Uh, of course, she she does a lot more than I do. Uh, we have an incredibly uh, disorganized podcast. Speaking of Golgatron, you guys got to see Ubisoft's Battle Tag. 
at the oh. Golgatron meeting this weekend, right? Yes. How yeah, awesome that, was that? That, that, that was, was pretty, pretty entertaining. Do you know what this thing is, Kyle? I have no idea. Have you, have you heard that Ubisoft is making this like real-life laser tag thing with gaming elements? No. Okay. Well, they <laughs> they were making it. They have made it. It is now available in limited quantities. And it's uh, it's laser... Have you ever been to a laser tag arena? Oh, yeah, totally. All right. So you know how they have like bases? Yeah. And they have... I don't know if they have ammo refill stations, but this game does. So it cool. connects to your computer. Your computer's running, and it has a wireless thing that communicates with the guns, and it knows who shoots who and when. Okay. Um, so it's just like a real arena where there's, there's a readout of how many points and all that jazz. And then there's bases that mm-hmm. you have to go to like to respawn. Okay, nice. And ammo packs that you have to use to re- refill your ammo. Yeah. Um, and so it's got a whole lot of problems with software installation and stuff like that. <laughs> but once you get it going, because Ubisoft is nothing but buggy. <laughs> um, once you get it going, it actually works, yeah. uh, which is something I haven't seen from Ubisoft before, um, and uh, you should totally get one. And, well, it comes as a pack of two. You should get it, and then we could play together. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome because of the respawn thing. Yeah. Because I've been to a lot of laser tag places where you shoot the other guy, and then they just follow you until they come back to life, and then they shoot you in the back. Yeah. yeah. So, well, this has game types. You can decide <laughs> what game type you want and adjust those okay. sorts of things, like what's the respawn time, does he have to go to the base first or not, okay. all, all this stuff. Does it come with a bunch of UV lights and paint so you can decorate your <laughs> That'd arena? Be awesome. No, but I presume you could do that on your own. <laughs> that it like does... spirally thing that you walk yeah. through that completely disorgan like just throws you off. Yeah. Uh. It does come with two vests that look like they would fit not just a child but a very small child. <laughs> um, yeah, you but guys look pretty. But pretty are funny ingenious room. in their development in that they fit virtually anybody. Yeah, it's, it's, Ara, it's kind of massive. an entertainment event to see the thing on me. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, my favorite part of you guys playing that was when you started to use. Uh, like we have the podcast at Rich's uh, house and so he's got a pretty big house and they were just pulling the big pillows like the big cushions off of the couch and using them as shields and then eventually they started using other people as shields totally so, uh, unsanctioned like Belial <laughs> using um, Corey just like grabbing him and uh, shielding himself from whoever while shooting from behind Corey it was pretty I gotta say uh, Corey and Belial's um, match was really uninteresting but mine with belial <laughs> you was guys fantastic. were like getting into it and crawling on the ground yeah, and... I, I did more roles than anyone else that's all I have to say. <laughs> my roles were off in the other room nobody saw it. <laughs> so getting back on topic okay so yes kyle hey you make games i do um and given that it's your only occupation i presume you make money while making games uh that sometimes happens all right good times <laughs> and uh ara brought you in specifically uh to talk about uh you know, that lifestyle, mm-hmm. but also because you have a, a game that you're working on now. Yep. I, don't, I don't even know, is this game available yet? No, it's uh, in development still. In development, but we saw it at the IGF in 2009. Yeah. All right, how'd you do in the IGF? We didn't win, but, you know, we, we were nominated for design, which is pretty awesome. You know, just the nomination alone is, is like, already, like, amazing, so. I'm weeping. <laughs> I can see it. I can yeah. see the tears streaming down your face. Exactly, just because it's so, you know... <laughs> It's so honorable. So what's so this game called? Sincere. Uh, the game is called Snapshot. Um, should I just plug it fully right now? Sure. Yeah, where, okay, where can so, our listeners go experience this? Um, so uh, my company, Retro Effect, is working on it, and you can check it out at um, snapshotgame.com. That'll get you to it. And also um, retroeffect.com. It's effect with an A. Um, no spaces. Just would it would it be inaccurate? I've been pronouncing it affect. My nah, whatever works. It's really, cool. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think it's a cool name. Yeah, yeah. thanks. I like I like I like the word affect. Yeah, so do I. Does Everyone... it affect you? Yes. Affect. Yes. It hasn't. Oh. Yeah. Affects it, it, are very effective at affecting me. Yep. All right. So um, <laughs> that's our tagline. Snapshotgame.com. 
uh, we'll just link you over to RetroEffect so you can yeah, see yeah. Uh, what it looks like. And can you actually play any sort of demonstration of this game yet? Can you it, like a demo rise? Yeah. Is there anything? Um, no, we just have some. We have a trailer, and then we have we just released a gameplay video of one of the levels like uh, a week ago or so. So we're just we're just releasing videos and screenshots and all that kind of stuff right now. Okay, so if this game doesn't sound exciting to you yet, <laughs> go to the website and see what it's all about. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass off to Ara for some interview questions. Cool. Wow, you're giving me a lot of responsibility. <laughs> now. You know what? That's what happens here on Chatterbox. Yes, yes. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit of... Um, I mean, I'm sure that you, you've made games before, you've developed things before this yeah. one came along, right? Yeah. So, the- so what was like... Can you just talk a little bit about the what the beginnings of the project were and what you know where the idea came from maybe and basically sure. just how it's developed over uh, time yeah so snapshot started off as actually a a project that i had at, at college um i went to uh clarkson university in like way upstate new york and uh it was senior year we had to do a like a thesis project of some sort for our major and so uh i teamed up with one of my friends uh peter jones and um we decided to make make like a game concept for our project because uh, I had just finished making uh, this huge platformer called Bonesaw the Game, and so I know I wanted to make the game for this project. I'm sorry, one second. You mm-hmm. actually titled the game Bonesaw the Game? Yeah, it's Bonesaw colon the game. Okay. <laughs> um. So it was we we started this project and uh, it was actually like the, it was weird because. Uh, we knew that we were working together, but we didn't know what we were doing. And then all of a sudden, it was like uh, Pete came in to like biology class with this idea, and he was like, "Oh man, I totally had this amazing dream, or I had this camera, and I could take photos of things, and they would be like removed from the world and then stuck in the photograph." And uh, and so we we're like, "Okay, well that sounds pretty awesome. We should probably make a game out of that." Um, so I used uh, Multimedia Fusion by Click Team to to sort of like put together a prototype of of this game where. Uh, you're a little platformer guy, uh, and you can run around and uh, take photos with this little like camera reticle that's on the screen, and uh, so you can move around the guy and move around the camera reticle independently of each other. And uh, when you take a photo of something, like an, uh, a game object in the world, then it removes it from the world and it's in the photograph. And then um, you can then paste the photo back in. And when you do that, uh, the, the photo is like pasted back into the world, and all the objects that were in it like fall out of it, and they all retain. Like all of their uh, their previous properties and stuff like that. So, like for physics stuff, if you uh, if you take a picture of something while it's falling down really fast, and you paste it, you can like twist the photo around when you paste it, and so you can like essentially launch it out of the out of the photo. That's pretty cool. We didn't see that part yet. Right. Yeah. That's not in that demo yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was um, the original prototype. We uh, we basically just, we made one level set, which is just like five levels. And it had, like, a door, an elephant that you bounce off of, and, like, boxes. And that's those are the objects in the game. And so, like, we just presented it at our thesis presentation thing, and then we uh, sort of, we graduated, and we were like, okay, well, that was fun, and now we're just going to go about our lives now. And then uh, it was, like, the night before the IGF deadline, like, many months later, um, in 2000... It was 2008 at the time, because it was for the 2009 IGF. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I guess I'll submit Snapshot, you know, whatever. It's like a five, it's like a one-level demo. Um, and uh, we submitted it to the IGF, and we ended up getting into the IGF uh, in 2009. 
And so that was like the beginning of like making it into like a real project. Like, oh wait, we need to do something with this. Yeah. yeah. People don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that's noble. Hmm. Um we're gonna go to break mm-hmm. and then you can talk more about it. So stay cool. tuned everyone. We'll be right back. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. And we're back. Giant has awoken from his Ah, uh, the gears are turning here <laughs> oh, at Chatterbox. Let me remind you, ChatterboxGameShow.com is the website. 866-536-1100 is our toll-free number across North America, maybe even in Mexico. I don't really know. Um, we don't speak Spanish, though. Right? Nope. No, habla español. All right. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we're talking to Cal Pulver, uh, developer over at Retro Effect, or owner, or founder, whatever mm. you want to call it, yeah. making a little game called Snapshot, um, which, as we discovered in the previous segment, um, apparently doesn't totally suck because people wanted it in the IGF. Yeah. I okay. Think that's probably why, I, why it was in. I mean, I also, like, bribed every judge, so... Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> otherwise... How, you, how, many, you know, uh, how many IGF entries do you think are submitted... It's kind of like in the context that you did and end up uh you know becoming a finalist or winning um i th- i want to guess it's probably around like 50 percent yeah like because when you just submit it on a lark yeah like submit it like an hour before the deadline like without even like thinking about it because like um when you when you register to sign up for the igf you get access to the ftp server just to upload your game and so like you can watch the ftp server like from the time you register all the way up to the deadline and can you take things from it? No, you can't download. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the first thing that everyone thinks you can do. They're like, "Oh my god, it's so insecure. You can just download everyone's games." Um, but yeah, you, like it's really fun to just refresh the FTP like an hour before the deadline because it's like you can count the number of folders, <laughs> and it will go from like eighty to like four hundred. <laughs> Sometimes, like I know that one year it was crazy. Where like when we submitted it, it was it was probably like four hours before. And then there was only like a hundred or so folders in there, and then we looked again at the deadline, and there was like three hundred and fifty. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> what do you think it it takes for for a game to be a finalist at IGF? Um, just in general. I think the most important thing is a very polished uh, like player experience, like f- like probably around like a like if you can make like a like a really good like polished ten minute experience for a judge that like will convey, like, everything that makes your game amazing in, like, a really smooth way, then I think that that's going to stand out, like, to, like, judges a lot more. Yeah. What's what's funny here is that while you were at the IGF, Ara was also at the IGF uh, representing the game that he did some work on. Yeah, Keith being did some work on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't say you were yeah. the developer. No, no. no. <laughs> so but then again, your really your game was actually recently released. Yeah, it's it's it's. I feel like I like my involvement is almost a little guilty, right? Because it was, you know, I, I contributed to the game. Mm-hmm. This is this is a uh, night sky. Yeah, yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I made some levels for it. I did I did some 
you know, I may give them some recommendations on mm-hmm. the difficulty ramping and accessibility issues and stuff like that, right? But really, I mean, compared to the volume of work that was done by, by the main guy, Nicholas Nygren, mm-hmm. um, I was just, you know, I, I was just helping out. Just FYI, Colin is actually calling my phone during the so, show. I mean, if, if he, Maybe if, he's hoping that we're on break. If, if you weren't planning on electrocuting him before this, now you definitely... <laughs> he knows when the show airs and when there are breaks. Yeah, this is, I mean, out of all the possible faux pas that he could be committing, this, this is like definitely the biggest one. Wow. I mean, the only thing to top this is if he came in and he like ran his car into your car. Yeah. <laughs> Run his car in here. Okay. Why, wait, wait. Why didn't he just call the uh, the chatterbox line if he wanted to talk to I don't, you? I don't know. Okay, okay. Let's let's okay. Let's get back on track. Then. <laughs> yeah. So so um, it, it was funny because I, I actually I didn't actually meet you at that IGF, although mm. maybe I did. I don't remember. Um, but I, I know that I got. I, I have a Chatterbox Radio business card. Okay, I, then I did meet you. I think maybe we did, yeah. Yeah, we did meet, but I have a very selective memory, right. and and I, I feel bad about that. But but yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, so do we want anything else we want to mention about um, about Snapshot? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I can continue the. The, the history of yeah, it. Yeah, let's guess. continue that story. That's a good um, story. I, I, before you, you finish, I want hmm. to to hear the stories of the letters that the players have, have sent you. You were talking about this before we started, right? Oh, uh, maybe. What, what were we talking about? We were talking about... <laughs> I was only catching a little bit of it, but I heard something about some email someone has sent you that was, uh, you thought, uh, what a dick. Okay, that was, that was, that was, um... Oh, that, that was the side... That was uh, another thing. That, that was, was going to be... Something else. We'll we'll lead into that after yeah. this. Okay. I, it doesn't yeah. have to be this, about this yeah. project. Just in right. the development lifestyle. Sure. But um. Okay. Fine. Finish. finish we'll we'll finish history. this. Okay. <laughs> so that was in um, let's see, March of '09, and then uh, at that point, um, it was me and Pete in the IGF, and then we brought our friend uh, Dave Carrig. Um, like I, we gave him a pass to the to GDC from from getting into the IGF, and so uh. He's like a computer science guy from from our from our same university, so we were like, hey, maybe we should try to make like a real game out of this. Since it's in the IGF, and we're getting like a lot of you know positive reactions to it. So then uh, a couple months later, um, I just moved to like I just packed up my stuff from New York and moved to to the Phoenix area because that's where Dave was already living. And that's where all all important people live, really. right? It, well, yeah, because like, at GDC I was also I was. Uh, friends with all the like all the flashbang guys that are around here and and so they're they're pretty much like hey if you're moving to phoenix um then you should just work for us like two days a week like part-time and i was like okay cool so that was like a really good deal because then i could work for them part-time and then spend the rest of the time on like snapshot stuff so then yeah pretty much since then we've been like just working on the game and making like a real game like an actual game like with real programming and everything that's really hard like it's a lot harder than whipping up like a prototype in like a week or so, but yeah, it's we're working on it for like a year and something now, like the real version. So is is there a is there a definite plan for how how development is going to progress? Like, do you know? Right, this is this is the ever present question, right? Do you know when it's going to be done? <laughs> and also, especially for a lot of independent projects, also the the least known answers. Right. It's so hard to figure that out because, like, it's like you can take your current momentum and extrapolate it, and sometimes it'll feel like, like, all of a sudden we'll we'll have like a week where all of a sudden like I'll 
I'll bang out like 20 levels that are all good and like so it's like the and like are all make stuff that's really good it's in the game and it's like wow if we keep up this pace it'll be done in like x amount of months and then like there'll be like another week where there's just like the engine is totally screwed up there's so many bugs and like dave has to go back and fix a lot of stuff and it's just like oh my god it's gonna take forever like you know i don't know like it'll, i think it'll be definitely done in like this year like 2011 and do you do you, um what platforms is do you plan on releasing it on? Um, well, I can say right now that we want we want to do uh, PC and, and like one console, like at least one of the consoles. I can't say which one though. Right on. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so everybody, um, keep an eye out for Snapshot. So, Alan, the um, the the pissed off thing that you were alluding to earlier. Uh, yeah. we, we were, <laughs> I assume it wasn't about this project because this one right. isn't really playable by any Right. Time. Is um we were we were talking about before the show. There's there's something really interesting uh, about, at least to me, hopefully you guys will find it interesting too, <laughs> um, about the relationship between a, a, a gamer, customer, whatever, and, and a developer, right? Because normally, I mean, even before internet days, right, there was no relationship for all practical purposes, mm-hmm. right? Um, after internet days, there's this, you know, at least for commercial products, there's this marginal interface, right, where, you know, a game company will set up forums for a game, right, and the developers, you know, sometimes they look at what people are saying about their product, sometimes they don't, and so there's this, I guess, this qualified relationship between these two parties, right? But these days, right, it's becoming more and more and more open, right, and and to me, kind of more and more dysfunctional, right? Um, to, to give an example to kick this off, right, uh, Minecraft, immensely popular, right? Never heard of it. One... <laughs> Is that StarCraft? <laughs> Is that like StarCraft? So I guess, I guess, let me see if I got this right. The guy was, you know, he was basically putting out updates to the game on a, on a frequent and regular basis. Mm-hmm. And he, at some point, there was supposed to be a major update or something, like more major than normal. Well, yeah, because it was in alpha until, isn't it still in alpha? Or is it it's in beta, beta now. It's beta. And it might have even been the beta release. But it, was, anyway. it was the Halloween update. Okay, it's, yes, the Halloween update, right? So anyway... He, he like, he waited too long, or he didn't promise as many features, or he didn't deliver as many as he promised, um, or something are, like that. Are you that. talking about the, 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 the denial of service thing that happened to him? Yes, yeah, so that's okay. part of it, right? Some, something was uh, under the expectations that he had created. Well, well, a couple of things happened, right? One is he pissed off a lot of people, right? Yeah. For the the easily piss offable internet dentist, <laughs> right? It's like a beehive. And then and then yeah, and then he got like a DDoS attack. Yeah. As as a present, right? Which inc- incidentally, right? Also, <laughs> like there's this um, some some MMO called Runes of Magic. Um, <laughs> so some guy who was playing, who's a user for that game, mm-hmm. has completely like hacked the game's databases and like held them hostage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, saying like if you don't like treat our customers yeah. better, if you don't deliver. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to publish like personal information of your users online. Yeah, like this. So, okay, so so the, this that kind of thing, that kind of thing, and there's there's other examples like. Well, I mean, to a, to a degree, it kind of reminds me of the whole Apple's like we've got a big announcement, guys. Big announcement is coming, and everybody thought it was going to be like a new iPad or a new iPhone. And then it was the Beatles came to iTunes, and everybody got insanely pissed off about it. So it's kind of like, yeah. So what I, we're I trying can, to say is users are dicks. Yeah. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, but I, I want to hear specifically Kyle's uh, insight into this. And um, we have one minute before the break. One minute. Okay. Well, I know that there are a lot of people that like they 
especially with Minecraft stuff, they they pay for the game because they 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 pay for the updates, right? They they pay for the game now because they want to support the game and get updates. And so when the updates don't come, they feel like they're getting ripped off. But the thing is, like, they already spent the money. Like, they already like, you know, it's already a done deal. Like, and there's probably a term in the Minecraft, you know, the terms of service that's like, listen, if I decide not to make any more updates, that's that's just how it goes, you know? Like, they probably agreed to that for uh, when they when they bought the game, but. Yeah, they can definitely get pretty mad if... Why, why do you think people get so mad so easily about not getting what they want on the internet? <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a false sense of entitlement yeah. or something. Is it, is, it, is it like the internet equivalent of road rage or something? All right, well, uh, as we enjoy these cool jams, we will be <laughs> exiting segment three. Stay with us, folks, because we will be right back with Kyle Pulver in the Chatterbox Once again, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, where we deliver to you only the finest and most professional radio products. That's that's what we do here. And we also remind you about our fantastic sponsors, like the University of Advancing Technology and their website, uat.edu, where you can learn about the programs available to you, sir, as a student. Sir and ma'am. So I, I really wish Colin would have uh, like called on the air. What was what, what the problem? He did call on the air, and I refused to answer it. He, no, he, but like he needed my advice for how to disable the parking brake on a Prius, which he did not even know and, and uh, was, existed in the first place. And was the was the advice involved uh, involving like depress it or yes, press a button, not a button, press a brake. Well, you, you did yeah. say that it's a pedal on the left, right? Yes. I've never driven a car that has the emergency brake on the left. I have, it's a pedal. Yeah. I it's ha- very it's common. The, yeah, it's pretty the common. Stick. In yeah. the middle. For people, Molly, let me, let me fill you in. There's two <laughs> options. It's either a pedal on the left or a handle on the right. For people I've born never... um, before 1990, it's pretty common. Yeah. I was born before 1990. All right. Moving right <laughs> along past this fan- fantastic discussion, um, do you want to tell us a specific story about one time when a user pissed you off? Mm. Do you have a specific story? I don't really have a specific story. I mean, like, so there was a... It's just I don't know. It's, it's uh, limited time frame here, Kyle. Right. So I released I released one game, uh, like a freeware game. So like these games are free, right? And that's like the, the the most games I release are free, which is why when people complain, we're just like, well, it doesn't matter what you're saying. It's, it's also free. how I like, don't understand that you're able to eat. But <laughs> I can I can talk about that too. PayPal um, donations. Um, people like its face. They give them money for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like true. a big picture of my face with a PayPal button. Um. So yeah, I mean. I released a game, and, and the game uh, is called Depict One, and it, most of the game is like you're a little dude running around like this environment, and there's like a there's like a narrator or like a, a voice that talks to you throughout the entire game, and the voice is constantly trying to like trick you and, pre- and like prevent you from finishing the game, and like some of the comments on the game were just like so stupid. It was like it was like one person was like uh, was like why did the developer even bother making this game? Portal already exists. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, clearly I, you were trying to do a reimplementation of Portal. Right? Yeah, I was trying. I was just trying to make a Portal clone because Gladys, you know, constantly taunts you. And I had a game where there was a voice that taunted you, so obviously I shouldn't have made it because Portal already was, exists. Yes. What's funny is you spent time making that game while you were working on Snapshot. Right. So you have these these parallel projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of even though you're, spe- you're spending time on a free 
project. Right. Aside. So, All right, so dude, explain to me how, how you're able to eat while making games that aren't released okay. and, uh, and which are free. So um, Depict One was later ported to Flash, and so there's this whole um, there's this whole like environment for making money off of Flash games where Newgrounds. Um, yeah, Newgrounds, Congregate, Armor Games. Those are like the big three. Um, you can make a Flash game and release it for free, but you can also get a sponsorship for it. So like um, you'll make, like so for Depict One, I, I we I made this game and like this other guy, this programmer, uh, ported it to Flash for me, and we put it up for sponsorship. And um, eventually, uh, Board.com, they they made us an offer to sponsor it. So like they, the sponsors give you like a lump sum of money to put their logo in like the title screen of your game, and then they put it up on their website. And so uh, like people play the game for free, but then the website that hosts it gets all that traffic, and then they just like put ads up everywhere. So like uh, they're basically paying the developer for like the right to have their game on their website and get all the ad traffic for it. And well, that's, that's yeah. That's nifty. Yeah. So you make a game not really knowing that it's going to get picked up, mm-hmm. and then it just does. Yeah. And good times. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it can be pretty like risky. Do you retain rights in any way? Yeah, like they don't own the game or anything like that. Um, so if you wanted to put it up on a competing website. Yeah, they actually. Um, so for this particular case, they bought a uh, an exclusive uh, sponsorship, which means that we couldn't replace their logos with any other logos. Um, but the game's also available on Newgrounds and Congregate and a bunch of other places. Where it doesn't have their... But it, it does. It has, like, the board.com uh, logo in the title screen of the game. Okay, so that's actually part of the game, no matter where it's played. Yeah, it's going to like, include that. yeah. And that's what a, a, like, exclusive sponsorship is. Sometimes you can sell a primary sponsorship, which lets you actually, after, like, a certain period of time, you can sell secondary sponsorships to, like, Newgrounds or Congregate, and then you can replace the logos, and it's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fascinating to me. So, I'm, I mean... Uh, I always wonder how people can survive in, in, in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have developers in here, I, I want to know how they manage to do that. And I hadn't really... Like, I know that advertising exists, and if mm-hmm. you can pull in traffic to a website, then you can pull in revenue, right? But I hadn't actually realized that it ran that way. You could just make a game, pop it on Newgrounds, you know, you're 15, and be... Yeah. Um, making some cash. Yeah, most... Like, if you ever see, like, a really popular Flash game, that's probably making the developer like either it's already made them a pretty good amount of money or it's currently making them a good amount of money like even if it's a free game that's good so how many uh how many games like that would you say you've released uh flash games like that the picked one was my first one okay i mean uh ever since then i've picked up flash like as like a you know i can make my own flash games now because before that i was just using like game maker or multimedia fusion but yeah, the picked one was like the first first one I did. So let me ask you: some guy just says, "Hey, I want to convert this game to Flash." Mm-hmm. And so, had what was the business arrangement with that dude? Oh, uh, well, this was this wasn't just like a random guy. So like he, um, he's this this particular guy had had he been didn't uh, jump out of the bushes. Yeah, he didn't be like, like <laughs> "Let me about your game." Like, <laughs> he was like, uh, he had converted other developers' game maker games to Flash previously, and so when he contacted me. Um, I, I I asked around like you know to my other like uh, game dev friends and I was like hey is this guy like legit is he gonna, is he cool and people were like yeah you can, you should work with him so um, I basically just sent him the game maker source file and then we split the agreement was just to split everything fifty fifty because he was gonna like rework the entire game into Flash and then handle all of the sponsorship stuff like on his end he was gonna like sell it to some sponsors like and then we just split it fifty fifty so he's basically like, like an agent for you yeah an agent who's not an idiot. Right, yeah, he was he yeah, he's he was very very knowledgeable in like the whole sponsorship thing. Like he knew how to like wheel and deal with the sponsors and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's pimp, man. 
Yeah. Make the game, let somebody else do the hard work. <laughs> yeah. Well, making the game can be hard work too, but that's, Come that's on probably now. more fun. I don't like the, yeah, yeah, dealing with all the negotiations would stress me out. So. Yeah, I hear that all the time from indie devs. They're like, oh, I'm totally not a business guy. Yeah, I'm like, no, I it's... could be your business guy. Yeah, and, and you, know what's, you know what's really lame about that? Is that there are, there's, um, okay, well, I've heard it as characterized as like the bottom feeder publishers. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like Majesco. Oh, right. And, hey, and not they knowing, made Cooking Mama. Yeah, yeah. And that's or a great game. By 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 bottom feeder, I mean like I don't want to be too flippant. Like I don't know anyone about Jim, at Majesco. I don't really care. Basically, <laughs> the no name companies but, that put out the ten fifteen dollar Wii games. Yeah, I mean the the, the the companies that put out the less known games like like mm. that, right? Like I've I've heard a, a Ninja Bread Man. A lot of stories about how they'll they'll approach. Uh, like independent developers who are perhaps you know green in some ways to the industry, mm-hmm. uh, especially on business terms, right? Yeah. And and they'll basically like they'll make them ridiculous, ridiculously bad offers. Yep. Right. Under the guise or expectation that you know they'll just be so happy to get like I don't know like 10k or a few 10k or whatever yeah. that they'll they'll basically like end up screwing themselves out of what they really deserve to get out of something because they didn't know any better. Yeah, that definitely happens. And like, that, that that like that just pisses me off. So here's some business. <laughs> like, I really hate that kind of. Uh, I mean, I guess it's bit, all's love, all's good in business, but uh, yeah. And and if you're that early, then you're gonna learn from that mistake. So there's some value there. Yeah, actually. but I just I just wish but, people were aware enough so that they don't even make that mistake better, in the first place. And better get taken to put out a of. crappy game and barely get any money for it than put out a really good game and barely get any money for it. I suppose. Yeah. No, I just don't want people to get effed around. Well, here's, here's some good on. advice to you, uh, listener of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. If you have a piece of work that you're going to sell to someone to redistribute or to distribute at all, uh, retain some amount of right to it or make sure that you, you get something in, in terms of royalty. So you get paid more if it is more successful. Always yeah. So you just say, sure, you can sell it for $10 in the Wii, but I get 10 or 50 cents or a dollar for every copy that you sell uh, not to the user, but to the retail right. chain. I mean, it's not. It's not. I think it's that kind of stuff. Like the shady business stuff is sort of like declining because. For the record, he said shady. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, because of the internet. Because like if yeah, somebody well, gets screwed gets around, over, yeah, right? no, it and, does. And so that's that's good at least. And the indie community is like it's fairly large and it's fairly close knit. So like if if. If, if a publisher tries to screw over like one person in the community, yeah. then the entire community is not going to work with them like ever. That's good. So term. yeah, because so, people have to be aware of the community in the first place. Like a lot of developers have to be involved in the community to like get that knowledge. So yeah. Yeah. So I guess a lot of the a lot of that internet forum garbage is the price we pay for, for, you know, for, for being I, more closely connected <laughs> yeah, to everybody yeah. else. Talking talking to Danny B, he's actually. Um, he talks to other indie video game composers and whatnot, and um, they kind of have that same thing going on where it's like, oh, this guy's trying to make a deal with you. Don't listen to that guy because yeah. he's, you know, well known yeah. to you, be. He you will rip this? you off. Are you listening, Majesco? <laughs> we know what you're up to. <laughs> Majesco actually makes game some games in house, don't they? I, mean, don't, I don't know. They developers no to idea. some extent. It could be, it could All be. I know about Majesco I mean, they're, they're, they're bigger than the absolute. Ninja Bread Man bottom feeders. <laughs> well, and by the I'm way, sure those smaller outfits, the companies that sure. do that are just subsidiaries of bigger companies. Like 2K Games well, yeah. has Sometimes. a million companies Sometimes. that make that just publish crap games, but they don't want to put the 2K Games like, logo like, on it because like, then it'll it'll dilute their brand. Is Crave Entertainment still around? Uh, yeah, they used to make stuff that didn't totally suck. 
Didn't didn't they like have the Lara Croft one, license one at some things. point? Oh, well, I don't know. One, no? But, I could be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, end yeah. of the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to email us. Chatterboxgameshow.com is the address for that. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with more of, of the same. And Colin might even be Good here time. on time next time. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.